welcome to today's episode of the What in Fintech podcast. I am Tarang Gupta, your host, and for my first episode, I sit down with Anad Gweta, chairwoman of the Israel Securities Authority or the ISA. Anad started her career in the banking industry, where she managed risk products and project finance. She then founded and led Arco Holdings, a public company listed on the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange. She is also the co-founder of Entropy Financial Research. where she served as a ceo and led the development of a corporate governance index and a debt management policy join me as we explore fintech innovations in israel use of blockchain in capital markets open banking regulations and much more hi anna thank you so much for joining us on the show today it's an honor to have you here how are you and where are you calling from Thank you. Hi Tarang, it's um, my pleasure to be here this morning and I'm calling in from uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. Funny fun fact, a lot of my classmates were in Israel over the summer and they have been telling me that I need to visit the place because it's so beautiful. Yes, sure. Israel is really a great country and Tel Aviv especially and also other countries in in Israel are a, a very beautiful place to be in. I'm, I'm totally understand your your friends. Uh, I think that outlook on Israel from the outside is very different from the outlook when you are in in it and uh, I invite everyone to come and uh, try it in real. Perfect. Well, to start today's episode, could you provide like a brief overview of your career to date and how you got involved with fintech sure okay so um, i actually a veteran of the banking system in israel this was my uh, longest period in uh, my career i had uh, uh, 13 uh, years in in the banking system previously at, at the beginning of my career back to 1993 and afterwards so i'm uh, well familiar with the banking system in israel from uh, bottom to top and i had five uh, different uh, roles in my journey in the israeli banking system later on i served as a ceo of a public uh, listed uh, company first uh, in the tel aviv stock exchange later on uh, in the last years in nasdaq the name is the uh, arco holdings after that i founded a consulting firm in Israel um, served as the CEO of the company uh, Entropy which is the Israeli ISS that provides advisory to the Israeli institutional investors in the Israeli capital market and it was a natural backup for my uh, current role as the chair of the Israeli Securities Authority from uh, January 2018 that's so great so given your long career in financial services in israel right what makes israel such a strong country for innovation so i think that the main reason is the fact that that israel is a small country under a constant threat from all over and we are we must push ourselves in order to provide confidence to the citizens in israel this uh, make us eager to use technology to use uh, advanced technology in order to let us provide confident confidence and uh, wealth to the uh, israeli citizens as i mentioned before also in the israeli military we have uh, special units that advance and promote very unique technologies in order to 
serve those needs that uh, we always have. In addition to that, the Israeli population is characterized as early adapters. Uh, we love technology. And the rate of, for instance, the rate of uh, smartphones that uh, Israeli population uh, hold is uh, above one smartphone for a person, what, which means that uh, in May 2022, the Israeli population was about 9.5 million people. And in average, every uh, person hold above one smartphone. This means that the time to market of technology to uh, meet the client is, is very short. And in addition to that, the fact that the people in Israel love technology and are early adapters in nature pushes the innovation ahead. Very interesting. So talking about technology, right? As we know, fintech is changing the fundamental way the financial services industry works. What sectors of Israeli fintech are you most excited for in the coming years? Uh, I think that Israel always took the lead in a special uh, niche uh, in technology. And I think that the two exciting uh, sectors in technology that are uh, governmental funded in Israel are the AI, the artificial intelligence technology, and the high-performance computing by quantum computers, uh, which are two projects that are actually currently on an early stage. But uh, I believe that uh, the push from the government and the willing of technology sector to adopt and promote and use such technologies will take the leap and uh, will uh, put us in another uh, uh, stage in, in, in the future and in the next uh, 10 years. I think that uh, those are the most uh, interesting and exciting technologies that uh, can make a big change for human beings as a whole to solve problems that human beings is coping uh, with for the long history that we have, not uh, only in the financial market, but in all aspects of the human being, like uh, solving uh, starving problems by uh, using food tech and uh, artificial intelligence and the capabilities of high-performance computing because the human is producing data all the time and the vast uh, scope of uh, data is creating chaos. And we need technology in order to put order in this chaos and to bring uh, much more insights in order to produce services and products that uh, will help us to uh, be much more sustainable in the future. Well, absolutely. As a big technology nerd, I absolutely agree that uh, technology is the answer to solving all these issues. Switching back to your career for a bit, right? I understand you played a major role in the account information service law that was enacted in November 21. Can you describe to our listeners what this law does? Yes, sure. So the information services law in Israel was completed on November 2021. And I see it as a revolution in Israel. It was also a revolution in other countries in the world that led this uh, reform, like the EU and uh, in the UK, which are financial markets that are uh, mainly governmental driven, as well as in Israel. And the reason for that is the fact that those markets are highly concentrated in terms of minor banks that control the market. 
So in Israel, we adopt the European directive, and it means that the information that we have as customers in the bank, in our account, uh, on, on all levels, would be open for access by fintech companies under the consent of the client, for sure. In order to analyze this data and to compare it to other data that uh, other financial providers can provide to the client and to offer him a better transaction, service or product. Up to now, and and I must say that the reform is uh, going to be launched in five days from today. So in five days from today, every licensed API that would be licensed by, by the ISA from June and on, under the consent of the client, would be able to access the data that is in the client account and uh, use this data in favor of the client to offer him a better financial deal. This is the first uh, stage of the reform and uh, it includes almost all level of information in the account of the client from uh, debit and credit and movements in the account to data about uh, details in the securities uh, portfolio that the client have or in its uh, savings accounts. And uh, this data will all will be online targeted by uh, other providers while the client would be in the center and will be able to choose a better uh, service or product as he wish. Well, that sounds like a monumental regulation, and I'm so excited of it. Added, it is being implemented in such a short duration, right? Can you also compare and contrast this one to the PSG2 or the open banking regulations in the UK? And do you feel like both these regulations are a push towards greater data ownership in general? Okay, yes. Yeah. So because uh, we are delaying with this reform, we are completing it uh, in 2022, while in the EU and the UK, it was completed uh, about uh, six years ago. We learn the lesson of uh, Europe and uh, the UK, and we tried to make a benefit from uh, this lesson and to shape the reform in a much more advanced way. So the PSD2 in Israel will include level of information that are not included in the European directive. As I mentioned before, uh, the information about savings account and uh, securities portfolio, it's a new protocol that uh, we adopted and it would be launched in Israel. Israel is the first country that uh, adopted the European uh, directive that uh, actually we launched this uh, reform with the additional levels of data. So fintech companies that would be licensed by the ISA would be enabled to access this data and use the vast opportunities of uh, data in order to provide a better offer to the client. And one word you mentioned is protocol. And nowadays, thinking of protocol, one thinks of blockchain. And I understand you recently held a hackathon on blockchain technology and how it can help reshape the future of capital markets. Can you talk a bit about that and how did the overall hackathon turn out to be? Yes, so we had a very successful hackathon with uh, blockchain entrepreneurship, uh, very um, early stages uh, startups. And the main reason why we did it, and I would like to say that 
our partners was the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange and uh, the Israeli uh, Ministry of Finance. And the main reason why we did it was uh, because we wanted to better understand blockchain. I think that there are few people for sure in the regulatory system that understand blockchain. We are not uh, tech people. And I believe that we have to keep close contact with the industry in order to better understand the movements and the technology and to know how to use it for the best of, of the interest of ourselves and the investors and the financial consumers that we are uh, obliged to protect. And the last uh, few years, we had ongoing uh, project to establish a digital platforms in Israel in terms of enabling uh, trading in uh, securities or in uh, other, uh, in the uh, wider scope of uh, digital assets. And the question of how a clearing and the settling is uh, made of a blockchain uh, platform was kind of riddle for us. And this was the main reason for this hackathon. We wanted to call the entrepreneur to come to the table and to try to solve those uh, problems with us or even to build a constant of trust between ourselves and the industry uh, in order to work together to solve those problems using technology. And I think that in this this term, the hackathon was uh, very successful. I think that trust consent was uh, signed and we will work closely with some of the startups that uh, joined the hackathon also in the future. And we are currently uh, under a process of releasing a POC for one of the solutions that uh, was uh, started up in the hackathon. And I think that uh, these are a very good news for us and for the industry as well. So when you have so many entrepreneurs in a room with a very specific agenda, that is to work on the specific idea of fintech in governance, right? Or blockchain in governance. I'm sure there must have been some great ideas that came out of it. Would you be able to share some of the most innovative ideas, in your opinion, that came out of the hackathon? I can speak about, I think, about uh, two of them. Uh, The first one was how to enable better reporting of uh, issuers over a blockchain in a much more safe and uh, secure and and trusted way. And uh, this is something that the ISA is also uh, interested in because uh, we supervise the reporting uh, issuers and uh, we have a lot of attention of our employees that is uh, invested in uh, checking those uh, reporting every day. So uh, I think that uh, using such technology can uh, also assist us uh, what we call uh, RegTech, regulatory technology, that uh, the ISA is eager to adopt in any case that uh, it helps us on our day-to-day job. And there was another idea that was trained in the hackathon on uh, how to better use voting systems by um, enabling wide scopes of uh, investors to make an easy voting in the Israeli capital market through blockchain. I don't think that this solution was the winning one, but it was very interesting for me because my background came from the voting industry and uh, 
the advisory for the voters. So uh, it was uh, very interesting to see how young people think about all problems and uh, trying to solve them with uh, new and uh, innovative vehicles. So, uh, and I think that the winning solution is uh, something that uh, will uh, be under our attention in the coming months and we will assist the winners to move it to the next uh, level. The name of the winning solution is a team of uh, young people named Cypop. Talking about erect tech or regulatory technology in general, right? Apart from blockchain in like financial markets and bond issuance, are there any other major policy agendas that you hope to help develop in the coming years? Okay, so uh, I think that the stage of the reform at the moment, which is under the brand name of open banking, would be uh, developed in the coming years to what we call open finance. And it means that technology will not only use an open data uh, of the banking account, Uh, but also it will use an open data about all financial information related to us, which means that we will be able in the future to see our financial picture coming from different worlds like uh, insurance, pension funds, brokerage uh, activity in the capital market, and all sorts, and maybe also a crypto activity. And the picture would be a holistic one and not a field one. Today, we see uh, levels of financial information. We don't have the ability to analyze the data as a holistic package. We cannot uh, compare it in an online manner. And uh, I think that in the next, I hope, five years, Technology will enable an open finance picture to the people in Israel. And uh, this will also advance procedures of uh, financial inclusion that uh, we need. I think that it's uh, very essential also for the Israeli society as a whole that financial inclusion would be much higher than it is today. Today we have uh, certain sectors in the Israeli society that is not uh, what we call underbanked or uh, under credit scored. And it means that those sectors are not part of the financial uh, game Uh, which is, at the end of the day, the present and the future of every one of us. So I hope that financial technology will be enable and an energizer in order to promote financial inclusion in the Israeli society in a much higher level than it is today. I hope so too. And switching up for a bit to the professional front, One thing that I like to do to help our listeners get to know the guests better is a series of rapid fire questions. So we can start whenever you're ready. I am. Perfect. What is a fun fact about you that most people don't know? Okay. I had a deep thought about this, but uh, I I can say that uh, when I entered to my role, I was asked this question and I said that I love to do yoga, and uh, I did it for many years. And uh, since I am in my role, I don't find time to do it. So uh, I delayed this pleasure to the period that will come after I'll, I'll complete my mission here. 
the next question i had was about your first job but since you already touched upon that let us move to the next one that is what were your best and worst subjects in school okay i had two chemistry and history which uh, i didn't succeeded at all and i didn't i wasn't uh, tested on them but today i must say that i'm a fan of history chemistry less well i'm a history buff too and it's so great to meet someone who enjoys history as much as i do Yeah. <laughs> Next I would like to ask what are you most looking forward to in 2022? Okay, so I think that the most thing that I wish to be completed in 2022 is the open banking reform and that uh, we will be able to let fintechs mainly global fintechs to come and operate in Israel and I think that uh, this is our uh, first priority mission. as a regulator and uh, me as a person as well well now the next one i have is sort of like a catch all because you have such a storied career so far but if you had to pick one accomplishment that you're most proud of which one would it be well i i, I think i i also had a deep thought about this question as well but i think that the most important thing uh, in my life is my family and the last 10 years our family was expanded and I now have my four grandchildren uh, that I'm very proud of and I think that it, at the end of the day family is something very basic that I am personally proud of and is the thing that is uh, most important for me my family is very supportive to me and was very supportive on my uh, long career and I love them very much Well that's an interesting thing most people i speak to in spite of all the professional <laughs> success they might have had family always seems to be on top of the list Yes i i was not innovative you say No not at all i i in fact i think like it kind of shows that how much having a strong personal life and a strong support system really helps you in the professional aspect Yeah sure yes i think it's very basic very natural and very human On that note, I'll let you get back to work. But thank you so much for sharing about the interesting things happening in fintech in Israel, and how the Israeli government is really supporting the tech adoption in general. Thank you very much, Durang. It was a pleasure, and I wish to see you in Israel one day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the What in FinTech podcast. If you like the show, then please show us some love on social media or consider leaving a review. It means a lot to us and helps spread the word to more listeners. If you want more content from our FinTech community, please subscribe to our podcast and find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Medium at What in FinTech. There you will find interviews, articles, videos, and much more analyzing all aspects of the industry. As always, special thanks to our editor Rafael Osteria. Signing off until next time. I'm your host Tarang Gupta. Thank you.